This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tig? Yeah, Cheryl. Okay, this one is a, I was going to say page turner, but that does not apply here. No, put your pages down. I mean, I really was pulled in. I loved every second of this freaking documentary. Today, you guys, we talk about sex. Wordle. (laughs) Wordle, (laughs) sex politics. Horny people. Horn doggers. We will say this. It it is a little more um horny <laughs> racy than usual. Usual. If you have yeah. any little ears listening. I, I'm just yes. worried about the little ears. Yeah, yeah. You might wanna you might wanna listen to it first in your own time. In fact, we'll bleep out the word horny. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> ladies and jerks. Welcome to, God forbid, the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. How are you? Doing all right. Leaving at six in the morning to go to New York. Oh, my God. have to do Colbert this week to promote the pickle. (laughs) And here comes another to promote the celebrity pickleball tournament that I'm in. I, by the way, I love that that's a real braggadocia. I mean, I don't, what does this mean, pickleball? Is this a one-off thing or is this like a a weekly show or what? No, yeah, it's a two-hour special. Um, (laughs) People can watch people play pickleball for two hours on network TV. And on Paramount Plus. Wow. So I, I, it sounds like you have big plans to watch it. (laughs) Oh, I know. I watch everything you're in. And I watch everything you're in. I know you do. I know you do. (laughs) Now, 
We were talking before we started recording about how you texted squealing this morning. I like that about, you can hear that in a text. Well, I could feel it. <laughs> were you not squealing? I was. Yeah, because Wordle yes. had your word. Yes. Maple. Yes. That you had been dreaming about, right? Yeah. I had one dream about it, but I was mm -hmm. so sure when I had that dream, I was like, whoa, I just dreamed that the word is maple. And then every day since I've been typing in maple and it's never maple. And then... So who's in charge of the words? Is it possible a snorkel? It's got to It's gotta be. What are the... You know how many words, five-letter words <laughs> there are out there? But I mean, truly, somebody at Wordle could potentially listen to our show. Yes, because that was in, in our um, Halloween episode. Uh-huh. So that wasn't too long ago. So it was, there was a two snorkel. weeks ago, right? Yeah. So there's a snorkel listening and they're like, oh, that's a, that's a great five-letter word. Let's uh, use it. Yeah. And then when I yeah. woke up this morning... And I, you know, I like to look at the comments that our, our little snark bulls put out and I saw one and I was like, what? <laughs> it's my word. And so wait, somebody told you, well, they didn't tell me, but they will talk about it at the end because they wrote something. Mm, they didn't okay. say what the word was, but they were like, mm -hmm. you know, like, wow, Cheryl. And I knew what that meant. And I went w right to Wordle and I typed in maple and I got it on the first try, which, you know, I don't know what the odds of that is, are, um, is, odds is, no, the odds no, are. No, the odds are. Are. You would drop the other, yeah. Yeah. Not that um, I, um, you That know. you majored yeah. in. Um, Anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the most exciting Moment. And you know who I am on a little wordle chain with? Dr. Becky Hines. Oh. And you know who makes fun of me every week when it's not Is maple? it Dr. Becky Hines? Yeah, Dr. Becky Hines. Well, isn't she going to feel foolish? She should. And by the way, I haven't heard a peep from her today. Not a peep. And she knows this is a big day for me. We have a little group that we call Wordle Nerdles. Uh -huh. This is Dr. Becky Hines and Missy and Mary and Zoe. Oh, I didn't know you were <laughs> friends with Missy, Mary, and Zoe. Well, that's exciting. That's very exciting. Would you let me into your Wordle group? Well, I feel like you don't take it seriously. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> you can put me a part of the Wordle Nerdles. Okay, thank but you. But the, the thing that you can't do is if the word is maple, you can't tell everybody, hey, I just got maple. <laughs> See, I don't know how word will get work. So don't. you don't. Um, why you feel like you know you know me well and you feel like I yeah. would spill the wordle beans. You, would spill, you definitely would spill the wordle beans. Mm -hmm. Especially if you did it in like one or two guesses you'd be like hey well hey, beast here comes a braggadocious alert uh -oh. but you clearly didn't see my episode of celebrity wheel of fortune i didn't what happened 
Well, uh oh, I wasn't very good at it. Okay. And there was, you know, the clue was up on the 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 board. Yeah. And I, with confidence, Uh-oh. yelled out, um, "Crashing my exorcist bill." And that that wasn't the answer. No, it wasn't the answer. Crashing (laughs) my exorcist bill. Were you like, Pat, I know this one. I'd like to answer. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And that wasn't, what was it? But I think somebody tried to answer it and then then it was thrown to me and I was like, crashing my exorcist bill. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it wasn't with confidence, but um, (laughs) the answer was crashing my exercise bike. No. Yeah. Crashing my exercise bike. Exactly. It makes as much sense as crashing crashing my my exercise bill. bill. Yeah. Actually, that seems to make more sense. Thank you. Although I love that you would have an exorcist performed and then they'd send you a bill. (laughs) (laughs) What? You get the bill and you're outraged? Like nobody told me it was going to be that much. This is not what I was quoted. Tig, listen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we've had a lot of exciting stuff to talk about, but this documentary. Yeah. Oh, girlfriend. Oh, holy balls. Oh, girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend. There's a lot to cover. Wouldn't that be so weird if we were actually girlfriends? And we'd always say, hey, girlfriend. Hey. No. It. Well, even just aside from that, just with you and I, oh. when I was just going, oh, girlfriend. And you're like, girlfriend. But if we were actual like we were a couple. I think that there's somebody out there that thinks we're a couple. Somebody on social media was like, you guys are a cute couple or something. They think we're a couple? I don't know. Mm. It's like me and Larry David, people think. Yeah, I think people really do think you and Larry are girlfriends. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. They do. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. We have so much to cover. Yeah, and we have to make up for what happened last week. Well, last time was just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, too. And this is, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not really spilling beans, but I'm just letting everyone know. Nobody dies in this episode, which is nice. Because sometimes if somebody dies in the documentary, then it's hard to even talk about it. Mm-hmm. And we procrastinate. But this one, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Margaret. Okay. Today we're, talking about, today we're talking about, God forbid, the sex mm-hmm. scandal that brought down a dynasty. It's a 2022 documentary film directed by Billy Corbin. It tells the story of Giancarlo Granda, former mm-hmm. pool attendant at the Fountain Blue Hotel, and his seven-year affair with Becky and Jerry Falwell Jr., two highly powerful evangelical leaders. God forbid is available to watch on Hulu. <gasps> Did you know this story? Bits and Only, pieces. Bits. Uh, bits yeah, very, yeah. very tiny right. bits and tiny pieces. Yeah. And I think it was just that feeling of like, oh, another evangelical right. person doing something weird. Yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, yeah. Hmm. Did not really show up on my radar. Mm-hmm. Then, then watching this, oh. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, the Fountain Blue is a very famous hotel in Miami. Didn't know. Okay. Have you stayed there? I haven't. Well, can we also yes. take a moment and say Florida? Oh, Florida. I mean, oh, <laughs> Florida. 
I mean, we listen, have made our way back down good, there because the good stuff happens in Florida. My God, they do not disappoint. It is relentless. What is going on? In Think Florida? of all the stuff that is currently going on that is just waiting to become a documentary. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. percolating. Yeah. Okay, so the Fountain Blue is a very famous hotel in Miami Beach. Very beautiful. And it's also a big party scene. Oh. And so there's this guy named Giancarlo. Is that a common name? Um, Giancarlo is, um, I think, I mean, I'll say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and how cute was Giancarlo? I mean, Very. Not, not get ahead of ourselves, but he's in this documentary and it's just, he's so um, fun to watch because he's- well. Hello. Because yeah. he seems very um Did you see the documentary? <laughs> You're not the only one that feels like he was fun to watch. Well, I mean, he just seems very approachable and he seemed very forthcoming and just like, look, mm -hmm. I know this sounds crazy, mm -hmm. but I'm just gonna tell you what happened. Not proud of it. You know? Yeah. But he would be very, like, if you were talking to a friend, this is how they would tell you the story. That's what I thought. Absolutely. He was willing to dish mm. on himself. And uh, he seemed very straightforward and honest. And yeah. it didn't feel like there was fabrication in any no. way, shape, or form. No. No. I'm sure there are details that we didn't hear about. But. We mm -hmm. heard a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this, I'll call him a cute guy. I'm not giving anything away for the end of our show. But um, he was a pool, a pool boy. attendant. I know. I think pool boy is a derogatory term, no? Does anybody want to be called a pool boy? Like a 20-year-old? Do they want to be called a pool boy? I don't know what people want. It's like a shooter girl in a bar, you know, that mm -hmm. goes around with test tubes of liquor. Mm, see, I don't <laughs> go to those places. <laughs> but they're shooter girls. I guess you wouldn't call them shooter shooter ladies. I'm not familiar with shooter girls, but I was just saying pool boy because that was what yes. he was called in the yes. documentary. Yes. Not because I'm thinking. That's all he can be. And yeah. Yes. So he was a pool attendant at the Fountain Blue Hotel, and he saw this attractive woman in her 40s taking pictures staring of him, at him staring at him taking pictures of him in mm -hmm. 2012 and she was coming on to him and she said do you want to come back to my hotel room and he you know and he was like yeah i was a what do you say like a horny 20 year old that is my least favorite word i hate it I am so glad to hear that. No, I hate it. And if somebody it is ever so disgusting, it's weird. I don't. I don't. Does anybody understand. ever say it anymore? I've heard people say it, and I um, I don't like it. I don't. Either. Why do we not like it so much? It's not attractive. Like if somebody wanted to have sex with me, and they were like, "I'm horny," I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> "I'd be like, no, thank you, and goodbye." <laughs> I don't like it. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hate it so much. But the way I deal with hating that word yeah. is if somebody says something like, if they're saying 
describing something and they're like, you know, it was, we went there and it was really, I don't know. And then I'll, and then I'll fill in the blank and say horny <laughs> uh, at a point where like in a There's sentence no way that, where that, that was the word they were searching. No way where they're searching for that <laughs> word. Um, it's just so, it's so, is it base? Is it dumb? No, is I don't know. We're going to offend our listeners, our horny you listeners. Think, <laughs> you think that they, you think that they're going to be upset that we're, we have to take a break. Oh, for ball's sake. Okay. But seriously, when we come back, there's so much to cover and I can't, I can't wait to tell everybody. Also, I want to add in yeah. that we're snobby about that word and we talk about poop all the time. So we will be yeah. right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story, True Story. to talk about this horny movie. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. Uh, we're going to get right down to it. To God forbid. Okay, so the cute guy, Giancarlo, 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 who was the pool attendant, an attractive woman in her 40s says, you want to come back to my hotel room? He's like, mm, okay. And she said, the only thing is uh, my husband wants to watch. Mm. And he was like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> The woman turned out to be Becky Falwell, mm -hmm. the wife of Jerry Falwell Jr. Yes. And they go back to the hotel room and she's like, or I guess they all set a ground rule, like no penetration, mm -hmm. but we can do other, lots of other stuff. Yeah. And he was like, okay. <laughs> I like that he doesn't ask any questions. Yeah. Well, he was 20. And he was nervous and yeah. Um, yeah. horny. If you will. Even if you won't. The guy was a horn dog. He was a horn dog and he How do you feel about horn dogs? I don't mind it. Nor do I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind horn dog. If somebody was wanting to hook up with you and they were like, you know, I'm a real horn dog. <laughs> 
I'm a horn dog for you, Cheryl. It, it would not get me going. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you describe somebody else as a horn dog, I'd be like, oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> so, um, and do you actually say that? Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> I just give a nod, like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Same page. Same page. So, Giancarlo told his sister at the time. Okay. That I found interesting. Yes. Why? Because Because. I understand. Well, because that's his sister. Oh, that wasn't why I found it interesting. Well, I just feel like I know you're close with Dr. Becky Hines. Mm -hmm. No, if I was about to go have a threesome with somebody, I would not tell Dr. Becky Hines. Okay. Nor would I tell my brother. Exactly. And that's what I, I first off, I was like, this is really interesting because I can't even imagine calling my brother. But what I liked about it, and mm-hmm. hindsight's twenty twenty. but there was a part of him that's, that was like, look, that he says in the documentary, if I don't show up for days, <laughs> yeah, this is where you need to go looking for me at this hotel, at the, what it was it, like the Comfort Inn or something. But so I'm sure the sister was like, uh, okay. Now that we're talking about it, I'm also thinking, does Jerry actually believe in God? Because don't you, as a religious person, feel like God can see you and... Mm. That he's everywhere, not just at the the Liberty University? (laughs) Right. And so, well, I don't know. I don't yes. know. This is a I don't it's know. a fair question. Thank you. I think a lot of people draw parameters where they want them to go. Hmm, sure, that's true. That's true. You can quote me on that. Did you feel like God was watching you when you were a child? Do you still I don't know what your belief is here? Uh, I you know, I grew up Catholic as well as Giancarlo. You did too? Yeah, we've talked about it. <laughs> 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 I never got the feeling that no God is watching me. Mm. You know, I I mostly I, I didn't feel like you know Elf on the Shelf type of vibe. If that's what you're see, asking. I did, and it's mm. not even like I was in a household that made me think that. Yeah, or was driving that home, but I felt like mm. God, and also deceased members of my family were mm. I guess when I heard oh they're watching over you I took it literally and I oh. was just like oh well they see everything I do <laughs> you know so religion it all comes back to religion not all mm-hmm. of it anyway they go to the comfort inn mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no the days in and um they get Does there it <laughs> And Giancarlo and Becky start fooling around. And then. What are you, uh, 80? <laughs> <laughs> and then Jerry Falwell Jr. goes into the corner of the room uh-huh. and, and jerks it. And oh my gosh. Videotapes it, which, by the way, that takes some skill, no? Um, you got I, one hand doing one thing and another hand doing another thing. Yeah. Well, I guess when you're horny, <laughs> you're able to uh, Co- accomplish a lot of things if you put your mind to it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Giancarlo seemed to have a good time. Everybody had a mm-hmm. good time. Yeah. Okay. Not every, so that was great. And then Becky and Giancarlo and Jerry all really got along. Okay. By the way, mm-hmm. this film could have been called Thruple. And what is your feeling about Thruple stuff? Because it's very... I know this took place in 2012, but this yeah. is very popular right now. Yeah. It's becoming way more mainstream, thruple stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I it sounds exciting, but it if somebody walked in and I just met him and they were like, oh, you know, this is my girlfriend, this is my boyfriend, we're a thruple, I'm sure there would be a look on my face like, whoa. Because I was out with a thruple last no. night. <gasps> I have never ever been with a thruple. I've never uh, been around a thruple. And they all live together and just like, yeah, this is Well, two of them are married women. Okay. And then they just brought a girlfriend into their life. Yeah. And I guess I'm assuming the plan is and they're all in love. Oh. And the plan is for the girlfriend to move in with the married couple. This can't. I think. I think that's. It can't go well. Well, it can. I guess. It just seems like three is tough because if you have a secret, you whisper it to one, and the other one's like, "Mm, "What about me?" You know what I mean? Well, why wouldn't you whisper (laughs) that? No, because maybe it's about the other thruple. You shouldn't be keeping. That's the problem. Is if you're Mm. keeping secrets in your thruple, that's that's going to be the issue. I think you're really hitting on something. I think ground Mm -hmm. rules are are probably a good idea. In anything you do. Mm-hmm. I was just at dinner on Saturday with a guy. We were going around the table like one thing, mm-hmm. who do you think this fact is about? And it was that his first relationship was with, was a throuple. Oh. <laughs> and he said that they had, they had a rule that they weren't allowed to have sex with the other, with just one of the th- throuple. So you weren't allowed to break off and, just do it, the two of you. It always had to be three. Even if just two were horny? <laughs> <laughs> just two of them were horn dogs? <laughs> well, you didn't let me finish. Oh, okay. uh, at some point, they did. And then they were all fucking around with each other until... But by the way, if there are only three of you, somebody knows. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't know. I just imagine it's a small, it's a small circle. (laughs) One person's like, you guys, is there anybody here that's fucking around? And they're like, "Mm -mm." Mm -mm. nope, (laughs) not here. Not this group. Yeah. Okay. Back to jumping up. Okay. (laughs) So they all got along great. They took pictures with each other. Yep. And then Giancarlo Mm -hmm. showed his sister the pictures, and she said, oh, my God, that's Jerry Falwell. (laughs) And Jerry Falwell. Oh, I thought it was from when he sent the email and his name was on the – oh, he sent actual pictures. Oh, he emailed. He emailed the case. Yeah, he emailed, and it says Jerry Falwell. (laughs) And, I mean, that's an example of – is this somebody trying to get caught? Because – or is he ego tripping? Yes. He's ego tripping. No, I think it's people like that that just feel like 
you know, nobody can do anything to me. Well, right. But is he ego tripping? Like I'm going to send him an email and he's going to, I'm going to blow his mind that I'm oh, Jerry that Falwell. it's Jerry Falwell. Mm. Yeah. I doubt he thought through it that much. Okay. Yeah. I, I just was shocked that he emailed and didn't try to right. disguise anything. Right. Yeah. So his sister recognized that this was Jerry Falwell Jr. And Jerry was the president of Liberty University, a Christian university in Lynchburg, Virginia. And Jerry's father, Jerry Falwell Sr., was an incredibly powerful evangelical who founded the quote unquote moral majority, which helped mm. elect Ronald Reagan in the 80s. And Jerry Falwell Sr. blamed gays for 9 11, amongst other offensive claims. Mm -hmm. So, you know, his dad was horny. Real... <laughs> <laughs> he was real. He was a real horn dog. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and then Jerry uh, Jr. met uh, Becky when he was 18 and she was 13. Uh -huh. A little bit something. Illegal? <laughs> yes. But Jerry Jr. and Becky seemed to be a loving couple. Jerry Jr. was the black sheep of the family. He, he lacked religious fervor and found his place in the family by focusing on business. Mm -hmm. And it sound it sounded like the university was really sort of falling apart financially when mm -hmm. Jerry Jr. came in, yeah, and really put a stamp on it with his math skills. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's how they talk in business. Yeah. So then, in in April of 2012, Becky invited Giancarlo to the Florida Keys for for the weekend. And then this is this is when you're like watching it going, what the balls? And this is early mm -hmm. on. Giancarlo slept in bed with Becky and Jerry Jr. slept on the On sofa. the couch. <laughs> yeah. Another reason why I don't think I'm interested in a thruple. I feel like I would end up on the couch. Yeah, on the couch. Like, are you guys done? Will you guys just let me know when you're yeah. done? Yeah. <laughs> I also told Stephanie, my main issue, Stephanie said the only reason she would be interested in a thruple yeah. is if we could bring in somebody that could do things like gift baskets. <laughs> yeah. Somebody like, who had a skill that you guys did not have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my issue is I would feel like I wouldn't ever know where to sit, mm. you know? And I would feel like, is there enough room for all of us to sit? To sit and to, where does everyone sleep? Well, and Stephanie asked the thruple that we were out with last night. Did they call themselves a thruple? Nobody said that word. They don't like the word thruple. Oh, they don't? No. Is there a no. word they like? Uh, polyamorous? No. That can't be better than thruple. Uh, I, well, people say poly. You know, oh. they don't say the entire scientific <laughs> medical word. I didn't know Polly was, I didn't know that was a term. Yeah. Now. Okay, I'm going to start using it. I think maybe that's the word that they choose or maybe it's something else. You know me. I, I wasn't listening. You were, you don't. But, um, but uh, what was the question? Uh, I don't know. 
Sleeping. Oh, sleeping. Yeah, Stephanie asked, uh, (laughs) I hope Thomas keeps in where he just says sleeping. (laughs) Where (laughs) she asked, Stephanie's issue is who has to sleep in the the middle? middle. Nobody yeah. wants that spot. Nobody wants that spot. Or do they? No. You know? Who's crawling over somebody to get up in the middle of the night? Or like s- scooching down the bed to get out. Right. Out from under the, the uh, comforter <laughs> at the foot of the bed. You just <laughs> slither out. Yes. So they yes. said they rotate. Oh, okay. Well, I don't like that either. I need my own. I need to know that space is mine. Every day. Well, then you'd do well on the couch. <laughs> I would definitely be the one on the couch. You have to take a break. Oh, for God. This, I hope it's short because we have a lot to cover. You know, they could get uh, like there's bunk beds, like oh, that, a three. A thruple bunk bed. Yeah. It's like a, a single <laughs> mattress, then a single mattress and a single mattress. And then they don't actually sleep together at night. That way, nobody's doing nobody's extra jumped. funny business. Yeah. Yeah, it's just lights out, <laughs> lights out, horn dogs. <laughs> lights out, horn dogs. All right. All right, we have to take a break and we will be right back on Tig and Cheryl. True, True story. story. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl, True Story. Okay. And I want to also make a point here. That yeah, please. We joke, but of course, if you are in a relationship, there's three people. It doesn't mean you're a horn dog. No. But maybe you are. But maybe you're not. It's like two people being in a relationship. You could be a horn dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I we think make it's- some really good points. <laughs> I think it's a good, um, it seems like, honestly, it Mm -hmm. seems like a good idea to have three people in a relationship. Because if one, if somebody's like, I'm not in the mood to go to the party, then the other two are like, okay, great. We're going to go. Great. Mm -hmm. We'll see you later. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I do. And then there's also kind of the funny thought that there's going to be three elderly people with like walkers or wheelchairs in one house at, you know, end of life type stuff. Which actually sounds more fun than two. Well, yeah, you could all slam into each other in your wheelchairs, (laughs) bumper chairs. 
Okay, so listen. Yeah. So now Becky, Giancarlo, Jerry Jr., they all go to the Keys together. Mm -hmm. And things are going so well that Giancarlo gets the green light for penetration. And how do you know things are going well? Well, it sounds like the personalities are all vibing. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the two dudes were horn dogging? That's a good question because that kind of was never addressed. Right. So this is what Jean Carlo said. He said that that was the first time that Jerry moved out of the corner. Mm-hmm. So after Giancarlo did it with Becky, then Jerry came out of the corner and did it with Becky. So they were having a ball. And I have to throw up. Hold on a second. <laughs> I like that Giancarlo was just like, yeah, okay, this is my life now. This is what we're doing. Okay. And Becky, well, Becky was falling in love with Giancarlo was like, okay, next. <laughs> Giancarlo. <laughs> it's like he was like, what are you two doing? Okay. Yeah. I guess All I'll right, yeah. we'll do that. My work here is done. You can step <laughs> up to the plate. So at some point, Becky and Giancarlo were starting a close emotional relationship. They would text each Mm -hmm. other all the time, say, Mm -hmm. I love you. Mm -hmm. And Jerry Falwell Jr. knew it and also encouraged it. And then Jerry started being sort of a father figure to Giancarlo and would talk about finances. And And does that make Becky his mother figure? (laughs) I don't understand. It was really hard to get a vibe on Becky. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there was ever a time to say horn dog, it sounds like I'm not calling anybody a name. And by the way, if somebody's Are you saying Becky was really horny? <laughs> I'm saying she knew what she wanted. And she knew how to get it. Anyway, so at some point, Becky and Jerry say, Giancarlo, would you like to, would you like for us to buy a piece of property and put your name on it? No, thank you. (laughs) That reminds me of the TV show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. Where is the list of people that said, no, thank you? (laughs) Yeah, this young guy who's like, do I want to buy a piece of property in Miami? And- Do I want to have sex with your wife and have some free property? <laughs> a piece of property? Hard okay. pass. <laughs> so they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry bought a piece of property for $4.65 million. Mm-hmm. And the deal was put in Becky's name with John Carlo owning a fourth of the hostel. They bought a hostel? That was the part that was throwing me because the one girl in there was like, everybody loves a hostel. I was like, do, do they? What? What? Is, I don't even, maybe I don't even know what a hostel is. I always thought it was just like, like sort of a bare bones. A stained mattress on yeah, the floor. Yeah, where young with people go that don't have much money where it's like, if you want to stay here, you can. Yeah. And they're like, okay. 
When I was a teenager, I used to dream of going <laughs> and staying at hostels. Same. I can, that was like I mean, I backpack. was like, yeah, like, oh, I'm, gonna I'm going to Europe. Oh I don't God. know where I'm staying, but I'm just going to find a hostel. Right. I had no idea horny people owned the building. <laughs> I don't know how, why that would be a great investment either. It's like, are people making a lot of money on hostels? People are renting a room for $12. It doesn't <laughs> seem like any of these people are making good decisions. Okay. So then Giancarlo met a girl his own age mm -hmm. and he told Becky, we need to break up. Scram clown. <laughs> she said, why in the world would we? And he said, well, I, I met a girl my own age and I'm sort of starting to, you know, like her and I don't want to lie to her. And then um, Becky said, well, I have videos of you having sex, which by the way, brings us back to, is it a big deal to have a video of you having sex with? I mean, of course it is. Nobody wants. <laughs> Cheryl, I didn't I know mean... you were that casual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're young. If you're a young single guy, I mean, of course, you you don't want to, but he knew, okay, here's my question. <laughs> Did he, he saw Creepy Jerry in the corner video recording. Is that what he goes by? Yeah. Uh -huh. But anyway, I that part is a little confusing too, because then it felt like, it felt like Giancarlo was like, okay, I'm a good looking young guy. You guys can do whatever Wait, you want. Wait, is this your new way of saying okay? Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, is that new? I think John Carlos was saying that, so it just is like stuck with no me. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. So then John Carlos was like, fine, I'll stay in the relationship with you guys. So this is when things take another turn. You know, I love a twist and a turn. Get ready. The Falwells introduced John Carlo to Donald Trump. And at the time, Donald Trump was just on the reality show. What was his show? You're fired. Um, this is a, who's the boss? Uh, it was no. called. Um, boss. It's like, I'm on top. It's. Uh, Afraid and Naked. <laughs> what was the name of the show, Thomas? You know. The Apprentice. Ah, The Apprentice. So he was just a reality. Big fan. <laughs> Samesies. He was just a reality guy. Reality mm -hmm. TV personality trash ball but um Giancarlo loved him mm -hmm. because he thought he was you know Donald Trump was rich and yeah invested in real estate so he was like wow and he went to Lynchburg to hang out with the entire family and Donald Trump and Michael Cohen mm -hmm. Trump's lawyer who also asked like who's who's, who's the, this who's, who's this 20 year old <laughs> I think that it's two middle-aged people, the 20-year-old, Donald Trump and Michael Cohen. It's like, uh, who's, what's his name? Who's the horn dog? I'm sure their faces were like, uh, he's just a friend. <laughs> oh, that guy? Um, <clears throat> he, <clears throat> that guy. Uh, They've never discussed how they're going to explain a 20-year-old. They're tripping over each other. <laughs> oh, 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 that guy? Uh, Just a horny guy we picked up. 
and why not tell Trump? Right. Or he would have been like uh, nobody in that. Yeah. Nobody would have been like, whoa. Well, that that's where I draw the line. Inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) So now Jerry Falwell Jr. is the president of Liberty Universal. Universal? Universal. Yeah. What is it called? Also, is it okay if we call him? Who cares? Also, is it okay if we call him Jer Bear? (laughs) For the rest of the episode. No, because it's too close to Share Bear, and some people call me Share Bear. Oh, um, I okay. can't. What about Horn Dog Jare Bear? <laughs> oh, so that makes you and Larry share and Lair. Ah, share and Lair. That's true. Yeah. And Jer. Oh, and Jer. That's it. Now that's yeah. a throuple we want to see. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, at Liberty, the students were not allowed to dance. They weren't allowed to drink. They weren't allowed to have sex outside of marriage and if you did any of those then students could be fined for hundreds of dollars even for women dressing inappropriately they were like no we don't want any kind of inappropriate behavior here right it's liberty (laughs) yeah liberty that's what (laughs) that's weird it does seem ironic doesn't it yeah liberty and liberty. Like liberation. Yeah. Liberating you from all things fun. Yeah. <laughs> all things fun. <gasps> Finally. Um, I forgot to tell you, this is a mm-hmm. weird part of the story that Oh. When Giancarlo bought the hostel, mm-hmm. he reached out to his friend Jesus Tito Fernandez Jr. and Sr. Because he knew they were in real estate and said, hey, can you help me find this piece of property? Mm -hmm. Only to find out that those two were not on the up and up. Mm -hmm. And at some point, the Fernandezes threatened Giancarlo with legal action, claiming that they were owed 50% of Giancarlo's part of the real estate. And (sighs) then they blackmailed Giancarlo... And they said, we know what's really going on. And we have proof. That you're horny. (laughs) And then Giancarlo told Jerry and Becky. And then the Falwells went to the Fernandezes and said, okay, here's your 50% of his part of it. And the Fernandezes were like, "Mm -mm, no, it's not enough. Because they knew they were on to something. Mm-hmm. So then it was clearly a shakedown. And I love that little Giancarlo was like, should we call the FBI? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, he, by the way, he's not a little. Little Giancarlo. <laughs> little we, tiny muscular we, 6'2 Giancarlo. We Giancarlo. I like that he was like, should. Jerry, should we call the FBI on this? <laughs> and Jerry's like, no, no. I'm going to talk to Michael Cohen. He'll handle it. Mm-hmm. And he did. Magically, Michael Cohen yeah. got made it disappear out of it and obtained whatever they had. Picture, uh, they had pictures, videotapes, whatever that was. And Michael Cohen was like, don't worry, guys. It's safe with me. 
And then um, in 2000. 2000- Do you think he jerked it? Oh, you know he did. Come on. He's going through all those. <laughs> going through all that. Going through all that. And then in 2015, Jerry offered Giancarlo an equity stake in a La Quinta Inn mm-hmm. in Lynchburg. Mm-hmm. Then Jerry was thinking that Donald Trump was going to run for president. And Donald wanted his endorsement. Okay. And I hate to spill the beans, but he did end up running. (laughs) And Falwell Sr. Oh, this was an awful part of the story too, because then you, like, if you don't know anything about the Falwells, which I didn't really, then you're watching this history and it's like- Not my group. So Falwell Sr. back in the day had pivoted. He was a very pro-segregation. Yeah. And then in the 70s, he shifted to abortion. Mm-hmm. And then the link between the evangelicals and Republicans, it was cemented in the 80s with Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, the evangelicals, that's a huge national group. You know, mm-hmm. they have a lot of members and followers. And when they get behind a political candidate, it's powerful. Yeah. And Trump knew this and Michael Cohen knew this. And they needed that endorsement. Yeah. They needed it to. Honestly, it took me a minute to catch on when I was watching this. <laughs> Did yeah. it take you a minute to catch on? To catch on to what exactly? Oh my God. Okay. Well, I will spill beans. Well, no, I'm just, I feel like I, I tracked it, but what am I missing something? Yeah, I think it, you what, are. Co- oh, okay. Well, clearly, Michael Cohen had pictures, videos of Jerry Falwell and Becky Falwell mm-hmm. doing things that I'm sure they don't want the public to see. Yeah. And when they say, you're going to endorse Trump, right? I see. They're like, um, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. So um, Trump wins. And Jerry Jr. was like peacocking around like he ran the world. So Jerry Jr. was offered the position of Secretary of Education after Trump was elected. He turned it down. He started drinking, drinking tequila out of a water bottle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can really smell tequila. You can? Yeah. I mean, why oh, not vodka? Okay. I thought vodka was the go-to because people couldn't really smell it. I mean, that's what I do. Um, he and <laughs> <laughs> at some point, um, Giancarlo was like, okay, I think I need to get on with my life and do other stuff. Right. And he was threatened by Jerry Jr., who said that if Becky left him, he'd have her killed. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, not all fun and games anymore. The film really took a turn because at the beginning, it was all sex and throuples and fancy hotels and mid-class hotels. And then it got real. And even lower than mid-class hotels. <laughs> yes. So investigative journalist Aram Rostin started digging into Jerry Jr. and found the Fernandez lawsuit. 
because mm-hmm. he was wondering why is Falwell so enamored with Trump? Mm-hmm. What's the connection with those two? <laughs> because well, I like well, that well. when the Trump walks into Liberty and is cannot say one thing that would be on brand with, you know, we love God and, you know, be a good person. Yeah. It's like, if someone does you wrong, get even. It's like, oh, yes. and that was his speech. Yeah. So Aram, I think it's Aram. Aram? Aram. I'm going to say Aram. Don't know. <laughs> he starts asking around, got in touch with Giancarlo, wanted to ask some questions. And Aram broke the story on Busby that the Falwells had gone into business with a pool attendant and that Michael Cohen was also involved. Giancarlo became a meme with most of the speculation being that Jerry Jr. was in a gay relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were lots of pictures of a handsome pool guy and, you know, Jerry Falwell Jr. on the sideline watching him clean the pool and then a whatever. And then yeah. this was, I did not see this coming. I'm just like curled up in my bed watching this. And then all of a sudden, Tom Arnold's on. That was <laughs> a real curveball. I was like, is that Tom Yeah, that's Tom. That's Tom. I'm assuming you know Tom, right? I know Tom. You know Tom. I know Tom. He's a nice guy. I like. Oh, yeah. And for a moment, I was like, oh, my God. Does he love Jerry Falwell? I know. I was concerned at first as well. But then you find out that he was doing like a docu-series. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And I love that he called Michael Cohen. And I guess at that time, Michael Cohen had separated from Trump. Uh And Michael Cohen talked to him about the sexual photos that he had. (laughs) Michael Cohen, you cannot crack him. Well, (laughs) if you just stay on the line for five more minutes. Okay, I'll tell you everything. But you can trust him (laughs) with your your most personal horn dog (laughs) videos. And it seems likely that Cohen used the photos as blackmail to ensure that Falwell would endorse Trump. So Giancarlo, Mm -hmm. Giancarlo at the, he's like, please, I just want to have a normal life. Mm -hmm. He got into Georgetown, into the um, master's program, I think. He just wanted to start, you know. A new. A new. He got a phone call from Jerry inviting him. Jerry Bear. Yeah, this is the thing. Okay. It's mm-hmm. a phone call inviting him to the Trump Hotel. And Giancarlo was, he was feeling good because he just got a job, which was hard because he, now people had come to know him as the guy from in the meme, the pool boy. Mm-hmm. And then after he went to meet Becky and Jerry, his job offer was rescinded. And the speculation is because Jerry and Becky wanted to keep him. Keep control. Control, Yeah. Then the the pandemic hit in 2020, and then Giancarlo was really hit a low, and he was feeling suicidal. And then he his love for Trump turned, and then he yes, decided he decided to get even instead of giving up, and he called Aram Rostin and told the the journalist and told him everything. Mm-hmm. So now Aram is doing all of his fact-checking. He doesn't want to run a story without it, like... Due diligence. Due diligence. And um, Giancarlo had a 
FaceTime video of Becky <laughs> giving a tour of her house nude and reminiscing of all the places that they'd done it in in her house, including the kids' rooms. That is so I didn't like psychotic. That. It's weird. It's so weird. It's so demented. I like that that's where I draw the line. Everything else, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, truly. It is. It's That is so wrong. Oh, and then Jerry Jr. also pops. And not Christ-like. Pop, yeah. Pops in mm -hmm. in the video. Like he mm -hmm. pops out from behind a door and it's just like pointing down to his crotch, which was also mm -hmm. weird. But undeniable, you know. That was his crotch. He was pointing <laughs> at it. So now the shit is hitting the fan. Do you think it's the universal, um, um, what is it called? Horn dog sign? Come or here. I'm horny. It's just like pointing to your crotch. Did <laughs> 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 you imagine? That's how somebody gets you in the mood. Hey, look at this. It's like, no, okay. No, okay. No, okay. But okay. <laughs> So Jerry Jr. now takes a leave of absence from a Liberty Universal University, sorry, and goes to rehab. Mm -hmm. And he planted a story in a right-wing newspaper about Becky having an affair and extorting him. I love this move that he just He's a solid man. He puts this out where it's like, my wife has been doing some crazy shit. I'll be in rehab. Talk to you later. And just like drops the mic and goes. And then Aram finally gets his story out on Reuters. And Jerry Jr. resigns. Hmm. Liberty University sued Jerry Jr. for $40 million, alleging they'd been misled about his behavior. There were also allegations that Becky had made sexual advances to one of her son's bandmates. Stories it's not 10 million other people, yeah, I'm sure. I know. It's, I mean, there's no way that the list ends at two people. Yeah. The problem with it all is... The whole is stinking... That if they're the ones standing on a soapbox telling everybody how to behave, and this is what's going on, you know, this is the mm -hmm. problem. Right? If they were standing on the soapbox going, look, everybody just do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Whatever makes you happy, we're going to be doing our own thing. Then nobody would have a problem our with it. kinky thing over here. <laughs> I'm going to be standing in the corner. Uh, but that, you know, that's what made this such a scandal. Mm -hmm. And then more stories emerged about sexual assaults on Liberty's campus that got covered up. And the documentary ties the Falwells with the rise of evangelical influence with the Republican power leading to our current moment of crisis in politics and culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just goes from the comfort into national policy with a little Abortion bit of Tom rights. Arnold involved. Yeah. Okay, Tig, that's really it in a nutshell. Yeah. Are you ready for some final thoughts? I am. I got to take a breath. That was a lot. It's time for a happily ever after thoughts where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not. No. 
I did not either. Who were you attracted to? Well, obviously, Becky. <laughs> I like the whole time you're just hot for Becky. <laughs> I'm like, I'm next in line. No, I think, what's his name? Jean... Giancarlo. Carlo. Yeah. I mean, he was irresistible. I get it. I mean, even Jer Bear. I get it, Becky. Even Jer Bear wanted. Was sleeping on the couch next to him. Watching. I like him. that Giancarlo at one point was like, I woke up and I look over and she's staring at me. And then I see Jerry on the couch. <laughs> He's like, so we just had sex again. And <laughs> like, that is so crazy. All right. <sighs> that is all for this week's episode. Woo. Next week, we'll be talking about Killer Sally on Netflix. Tig, before we go, should we read some true fan mail? Yes. Okay. So this is from Madeline. Hey, Madeline. Hey. Hey, Madeline. Hey. So this is what happened today. Mm. She writes, Wordle. Oh, my God. Got it in one. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us all of your dream, dream premonitions in the future. From Madeline in New Zealand. Oh, I'm so happy that one person gave me credit for it. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm willing to give you credit. I just don't know. You don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. You don't even know the magic of this. You don't know the no. scale. Or care, to be honest. <laughs> I think that's the hardest part. You don't care. <laughs> No. Um, this is from Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Hey, hey. Alexa. Hey. Hey, Tegan Cheryl. Hey. I often listen to your podcast in the car with my four-year-old son. At the end of Beanie Mania episode where Tig raps, my son was listening quietly. And when it was over, he blurted out, that was a waste of time, that song. <laughs> <laughs> it cracked. Up and I thought I had to share it with you. I look forward to your podcast every week and thank you for bringing joy even on hard days. Oh. <laughs> like the, her son. Now that was a real waste of time. Yeah, he could see through me. Uh, Tig, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Yes, I would. Okay. You know what I haven't promoted in a long time and the mm. holidays are coming up? are my comedy albums. Oh. Do you remember my album called Live where I No, it's not called announced... Live. I know that it's no. not called Live. No, it's called Live. Pick up a copy now for mm -hmm. the holidays and a copy of Boyish Girl Interrupted. That's another album and my album Drawn and my album Good One. Okay. And Okay, we get it. I'm also going to have a store up on uh, my website where people can buy merchandise very soon. Mm -hmm. But treat yourself to my book. I'm just yes. a person. Yes. Or send some copies to loved ones. Okay. <sighs> okay. 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 Um, you know, I was in a crazy movie called um, Bad Mom's Christmas. If you're in the mood mm. for a, a dirty holiday movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's very, very silly, but it is fun. Oh, and don't forget uh, my podcast, Don't Ask Tig. Okay, go ahead. And then I'll be on Celebrity IOU, mm. making over a house. We going to be fun with the Property Brothers in December. One last thing. Yes. 
Listeners, you guys have been doing an incredible job rating and commenting on our show. Please continue to subscribe and rate the show if you want us to stay doing what we're doing. Subscribe and rate Tig and Cheryl, true story. It's true. So we'll we'll be around. For decades and decades. Do you have anything uh, you'd like to say? We already um, other than squeezed in my stuff. Squeezed? Great. Well, there's sure. No word. There's Should no we do word. it again? Squoze is There's not no a word. wordle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Should we do it again? No, yes. Let's do it again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabby Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>